¿Ya estás grabando? Bienvenidos, welcome Raza, to episode 6 of the Padre Raza Memes Podcast. Woo. Where do we start? Padres currently stand 22 victories and 13 losses to be tied with the LA Dodgers for the lead in the NL West. In this episode, we're going to cover, we're going to do, we're going to talk about everything since the last time we spoke. Last, I believe what I said last time we spoke was at the end of the Dodgers series. The Padres hit the road. We're going to cover the series with Cincinnati. We're going to cover the series with Pittsburgh. We're going to cover the series with Cleveland. The home series with Miami. The home series with the Chicago Cubs coming to town. And most recently, the series win against the defending reigning World Series champs, the Atlanta Braves. So the Sunday game, I think we have candidate for game of the year a lot of back and forth we had joe musgrove going for the padres kyle wright going for the braves cano's first game first start with the padres the braves go up early 3-0 swanson home run padres find a way to tie it back up joe musgrove kept us in the game players of the game two guys that stand out first off hasam kim my boy handsome king and Unsung hero for the game, Nabil Chrismack coming in. Ninth, tenth, shutting it down, changing speeds. Even Andrew Jones on the broadcast was was impressed. Nabil picks up the victory. Play of the game, bottom of the tenth inning, no outs. Braves have a runner on second base. Orlando Arcia comes in to pinch hit. Sacrifice bunt. Nabil gets off the mound like a cat. El Gato feels the ball, spins, turns, throws it to third. Hassam Kim stays in there, tags him out. I don't know if he got if Kim got spiked on that play. The Braves re-challenge it out. Nabil gets out of it in the 10th. Gets, gets out of that jam. And what do we have? Top of the 11th. Jay Cronenworth, the runner on the ghost runner on second base. Hassam Kim hits it down the line. Left field. Big clutch hit. Cronenworth scores. Then you have Kim advances to third. Profar hits it. Ground ball. Albies play at the plate. Hassam Kim with an acrobatic Tatis-esque slide. Avoids the tag. Beautiful slide by Kim. 5-3 Padres. And then Will El Gallo, White Castle Myers fights it off the hands. Hits it past Albies. Two-run score. 7-3 Padres. Rodgers comes in and closes the door. Padres win the series. So how did we get here? Last time we spoke, Raza, it was after that disappointing Dodgers series. We lost two out of three at home. It was the first real matchup to see where it's kind of like the first round in boxing, like I said before. Like, in touch gloves, you see where you stand, you see what they got, you see what you got, you see what you're strengths and weaknesses are early series and uh it was in april obviously we're not 100 percent. there's definitely some positives that you can see so i recorded the pod after the dodgers series and i looking ahead i'm gonna go on a road trip first off on that road trip they went to cincinnati rematch against nemesis tommy fam tommy fam turning into barry bonds when he plays the padres so you go into cincinnati you get the job done you sweep them you sweep the season series it was the first season 
second sweep in 12 years. First time in history that we ever swept the Reds in a season series. That first game we had no no Jojo Musgrove going for the Padres. Didn't have his best stuff. He got through six. We uh, we won that game nine to six. You had a Kim home run, a uh, Hosmer three run bomb that was crushed. And then you had Jake the Ray Cronenworth still slumping at this point. But you, it's good to see he had a basis clearing triple. What I liked about that game was that I was messing around with an app, Picasso filters and shit. Came to that point, that picture with both Hassan Kim and Jurics and Profar doing the finger to the lips, shh, like be quiet. It's a video clip when they're celebrating after uh, after Kim's home run. They're both looking at the camera when they're doing the shush lips. And there was like a screenshot of it. And then I put the screenshot picture through this Picasso app that kind of turns it into a painting. And I was just messing around and I found a filter I really liked. So I screenshotted that and then I posted it. Before you know it, the game's over. I see that both Profar and Kim shared my, my post with the Picasso finger mouth. Shh. So that was pretty cool. The second game in the series, Mackenzie Gore going for us. Um, I think that was the best that I've seen Gore look the whole season. Potters win that game, 8-5. Gore went five innings pitch, 10 Ks, 102 pitches. Damn, he's got the stuff. He's elite. He had a three-run home run by Profar. Another Haas, Papa Haas home run. Manny three hits. Damn, Manny. Manny's on a torrid MVP chase. I got something to prove. Got to prove the haters wrong. He's got a chip on his shoulder. In the third game, you had Nick Martinez. It was an early start. Haas, clutch early. Clutch two-out hit. Manny, four hits. Kim, a basis clearing triple. It was that play where uh, Fam dove for it. It was like all or nothing, do or die, and it just got past him. Ball went to the wall. Bases clearing. Kim, three hits. And the summary for that series was the bullpen, man. Against a bad team, yeah, you're supposed to sweep. You're supposed to beat them, but two out of three, or if not all three games, you have the Reds coming back and scoring runs. The bullpen was shaky. Swat is shaky. Lament was shaky. Lament's been sent down. Pro far and left throwing it's gotten way better. It's a beautiful thing to see Jurex and Profar out there left field. I believe he's leading or tied tied for the lead the lead in the league for outfield assists. Man, throwing out to home, throwing a second. Man, Jurex and Profar's defense has in left field has significantly improved. After the Red Series, you have Hosmer hitting a ridiculous 415 batting average. Like, where was that? I know I talked shit on Hosmer and I'll, I'd be happy to swallow my words if Hosmer puts up a good season when that these went down Manny he, he can't carry a team by himself even though he is doing Manny single-handedly carrying the team but you needed someone else to step up and Hey, props to Eric Hosmer, da hashtag dad strength. He's done that. I tip my cap to you, Eric Hosmer. You're proving us wrong, and and I want you to succeed on this team and just keep proving, proving, keep, keep proving all of us wrong. Like Manny, I saw a crazy stat that like he had his 19th career four hit game. Like that's ridiculous. He's not even 30 years old yet. And after this series, the Padres' record is 13 and seven, and that's really good. After the Red series, I believe Voigt going down. Myers going down and Padres they signed Trace Thompson gave more opportunities to Asokar uh, because of the lack of the outfield depth other notable thing that happened after that series was the crazy Trevor Bauer suspension that the MLB unleashed on him suspending him for two years I believe a third female came forward Bauer has said he's gonna fight everything in court but like, I don't know he's that definitely ends 
his Dodgers tenure. And at the end of the day, the Dodgers come out winning in this. They don't owe, they're not on the hook for owing Bauer all that money. So basically, the Dodgers coming out on top, not not being tied to that dead money. They'll have more money to go out and sign someone, you know? Like, the season already started, but just it gives that flexibility going forward that they just wanted to rid themselves, rid their hands of Bauer, and that's just what happened. After that three-game sweep, you have the Padres going into Pittsburgh. The Padres ultimately won the series two out of three, but we could have easily swept them if it wasn't for that. I believe it was that Saturday night loss where they came back. Mistake by Hosmer cost us the game, but one bad inning or one bad pitch, Padres could have easily swept. That first game, again, Ha-Sam Kim stepping up clutch two-run home run. Hassam Kim, he's been a godsend. We've been talking about how last year, first year in America, he was getting used to this country, but now you're seeing Hassam Kim blossom as a major league player. I believe I saw somewhere that says he's on pace to put up a five-war wins above replacement season, and that's all-star level quality. In the first game, Trace Thompson had a big hit. Jay Cronenworth had a home run. It's good to see him getting out of that slump. Padres win 7-3. Rodgers comes in. Close is the door and Padres win the first game in in Pittsburgh that was a Friday night game then the Saturday night game you had Sean Manaya going for the Padres Pirates score early go up ahead and once again Papa Haas it's an oppo three-run homer and the biggest thing that we've seen with Hosmer is that everyone's complaining about the dead ball and they're using a different type of ball every all the everyone was hitting the ball in the air and now they're saying that these balls aren't going out so this new ball is actually helping the line drive hitters and especially with the shift being banned next season you're gonna see players like Hosmer get have a higher batting average be more successful and the Saturday game it's a close game when Marisnik had those diving plays out in left field and I think the highlight of the game was that in the eighth inning Manny Machado comes up tie game Blah. two run homer dead center Manny knew it Manny solidifying I'm the man I'm gonna carry this team and then what do you have the bullpen. Wilson comes in, gives up the lead. Wilson comes in, fucks it up. Michael Chavis, two-run home run in our, like, once again, the bullpen blows it. Padres go into extra innings. Top of the 10th, get it, they, they find a way to score a run. Then again, in the bottom of the 10th, Pirates find a way, keep Brian Hayes to tie it up. And then the ball gets by Hosmer and he's safe. And the Padres lose, the Pirates win. Game two Saturday, Pirates walk it off. That one was a gut-wrencher because the Padres could have easily won that game. So then you have this, the Sunday morning day game. You had No-No Joe going for the Padres against his former team in Pittsburgh. He probably knows a lot of people there. And you had this Keller guy for the Pirates and he was just dealing. Like, who the hell is this guy? Obviously, at this point, the Padres offense was just not doing much. But then you have that Nice play, Jerks and Profar. I believe Vogel back, bloops it into left field. Reynolds tries to go first to third. The ball is barely fair. Profar picks it up, transfers the ball, gets in a throwing position like an infielder, throws it in third base. Hassam Kim tags him out. That was a big play. And then in the seventh thing, it's good to see Trent Grisham with the clutch hit down the line Christian's really been struggling and it sucks to see for him because I know what he's doing I know the plan that he has up at the plate and then that game you see Bob Melvin get tossed like hey calm down skipper I like I like a, a manager who's gonna stick up for his players 
Then the Pirates in the eighth, they score a run. Tim Hill's still in the game. Tim Hill gets out of the jam, rolling up a double play. And then in the ninth inning, 4-2. Cronenworth hit, adds on. 5-2 in the in the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, Roger comes in, gets the save. Padres win the series. At this point, after the second city in the road trip, the Padres are 15-8. and eight. And after the first six games of the road trip, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, the Padres are in a good spot. They won five out of six heading into Cleveland. Monday, an off day. They travel for a game Tuesday, Wednesday in Cleveland. And what happens, Rasa? You have Mike Clevenger going. The Tuesday game, the Tuesday game against his former team first time making a season debut he had a crazy playing story and what happens it rains tuesday so it's decided they have they're gonna have a, a two game double header not seven innings two full-on nine inning games wednesday so the first game wednesday morning sunshine back on the mound against his former team going up against his buddy zach playsack and once again, Eric Hosmer clutch, first inning, two out knock. It felt so good to see Sunshine back on the mound, hair flowing, that smile, that little dance that he does on the mound. I saw a lot of good stuff from him early, attacking the zone, fastball was pretty good. Then in the third inning, you had Manny, Money, Machado, hits an absolute bomb off of play Zach. Manny, he's just so good, so smooth. He's a once in a generation type of player. And then you, you see, Clevenger starting to fatigue a bit. A lot of more balls. Maybe he, does, he, he doesn't have the conditioning for repeating the motion so much, going max effort. So that's just going to take some time to build. But I believe Bob Melvin took him out four and two thirds. He gave him every opportunity to finish five, qualify for the win, but just didn't work out his way. But that's what you like to see a manager giving this guy every opportunity for the win. Like these guys, like Jace Tingler said, they battle up there and they, they want to get the W. So it's good to to see that Melvin has that trust in his guys early on because you're gonna need that trust come crunch time in the playoffs and then late in the game you see Nola clutch hit the game score was 3-3 in the sixth Cronenworth sack fly 5-3 then the Guardians come back 5-4 Nabil gets out of the jam and then Rodgers comes in and closes it out 5-4 Padres win the first game of the doubleheader against the Guardians. And then I kid you not, not even 20, 30 minutes later. All right, let's 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 run it back game two. This time you had old old friends alert multiple. You had Cal Quantrill going for the Guardians. Like, I love Cal Quantrill. I don't know why we ever traded him because I like him. Like, he's a good pitcher. You had Austin Hedges. You had Naylor. You had Fran Mil Reyes. I miss you, Fran Mil. La Mole. And once again, what happens as we're starting to become a norm? Eric Hodge. Osmer. Second game, a two-out clutch double drives in two. Then Hassam Kim, another hit, drives in a run. Then Alfaro gets a hit but gets thrown out. And you have Mackenzie Gore going for for the Padres in the second game of the doubleheader. And at this point, his stuff has been electric. So Quantrill, he actually battled, got through six. At that point, the game's 3-1 Padres. And then what happens? Stamming comes in. There's a ball at the wall. They let fucking Hedges score from first. I was so mad after that play because fucking Austin Hedges I wanted that one bad and then what 3-2 you have Profar check swing Manny comes in the score it's 4-2 bases loaded walk 5-2 then Hedges duck snort in the eighth 5-4 and then you have Naylor coming up clutch liner up the middle tie game 5-5 what the fuck then in the 10th inning bases loaded 
Nola grounds into a double play to get out of the jam. Bottom of the 10th. Lamette plunks Franmil. Man, it's sad to see Lamette what he's become. And then you have Stephen Kwan walks it off. Frustrating, frustrating. Lost the second game of the double header. You should have won both of those games. But what what is the, what has been the theme so far? The bullpen. The bullpen has been shaky. There's besides Rogers, there's really not one reliever that you trust in that bullpen. But you come out of that road trip six and two. Should have been 8-0. In those two in that doubleheader with the Guardians, former Padres reached base 12 times. Hedges multi-hit game. There was an incident with Hedges and Profar at the plate that were tripping at each other. And I posted it on the meme page. But damn. After the Clevenger's first game, he got emotional talking about not being so sure if he was ever going to throw again. And the battle that it was rehabbing, getting back to that point. Getting taken out of the game against the Dodgers in the divisional series to this point now it's been a long journey and we're just happy to see sunshine clevenger succeed once again on the major league mound so the padres finish up wednesday, a wednesday double header come straight home that must have been brutal the game ended i don't know what how late it was but they had to go from cleveland fly overnight back home for a four game weekend series against the Miami Marlins. And that was a homestand. That was a long homestand the Padres had. They had a six game homestand welcoming Miami and Chicago. I was really impressed by the Marlins uh, young arms. You had Jesus Luzardo going for the Marlins. Like the card collector say, Jesus Lizard. Electric stuff. But single handedly, Manny Machado won that game for us. Solo shot in the first inning off of Luzardo. If it wasn't for Manny Machado, I don't know if the Padres win that game. You had Nick Martinez going for the Padres. Alfaro catching. And this is kind of where the slumping kind of began for the Padres. Jesus Aguilar drives in a run. 1-1 tie game. Nick Martinez gets out of the jam. And then what happens? And then up in the fourth inning, Manny Machado again. The second one. The second, the first home run, he guessed right. But the second one, 98 in. And Manny to have the strength to turn on that pitch. I don't know how he got the barrel onto the ball, but seeing Manny Machado do that, it's a beautiful thing. And with Manny Machado, two home runs, the score is 2-1. There wasn't really much offense besides that. Nick Martinez gets through seven innings of one-run ball. And that's pretty much how it ended. Rodgers came in in the ninth, closes, closes it out. Padres win 2-1. No, Manny Machado wins 2-1. And then that Friday game, you had Hugh Darvish going for the Padres. Another young flamethrower for the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara. And once again, Papa Haas in the first inning, clutch double, drives in Manny, 1-0 Padres. That Machado-Hosmer connection, 305, Miami pound machine. It's legit, 1-2 batting average. And once again, the Friday night game, that was a close game too. In the fifth inning, you had a Grisham gets a triple. And then finally, Matt Beatty does something, drives him in. I think that's probably the only thing that Beatty did before he got injured. Then you have Manny Machado once again coming up, gets an RBI hit, 3-0 Padres in the fifth. And I think the celebration that they do is that beer pong throw because ever since Patty the Batty showed up, they're doing that, they're shooting something. But Manny does it like you're f shooting a ping pong ball. And Kim does it like you're shooting up a basketball. So what is it? You Darvish gets through seven of two run ball. And then you have Wilson comes in and closes the door. Another close game. Padres win the first two. And then that Saturday game, I went to that game with family. You got Sean Manaya going for the Padres. And 
that was a sad game, to be honest. We're going to have those games once in a while. 8-0 for that pitcher for the Marlins Lopez. Damn, that guy was unhittable. Eight innings pitch, five Ks, held the pod race. Eight innings of no runs. Solaire, Grand Slam. That was ugly. But what do you have is the Sunday game. Probably one of the best games of the season. Not so much in terms of what the Padres did because to that point, that Saturday game, some of that Friday game, the whole Saturday game, and the literally all of the Sunday game, the Padres were miserable. No, no heart. Just flat out dead. And it's Mother's Day and you have Joe Musgrove on the mound wearing that pink. His mom sitting first row by the dugout. The Marlins go up early. And then in the sixth, ja Jazz Chisholm Jr. with the home run makes it 2-0. <laughs> like Mark Grant said, he did something different at every base. He did the Euro step when he touched home. That was funny. And then up to that point in the sixth inning, the Padres still haven't done anything. Joe Musgrove out there battling, trying to give his team a chance. Musgrove grows seven innings another quality start and then in the ninth inning profar with the base running blunder he sees that there's no one on third base so he keep keeps running but a heads up play by the pitcher the reliever to come in cover third base and get the out and i was like no i was literally about to cry at that point but it's the ninth inning you have two outs. CJ Abrams gets a hit. That was clutch. That CJ. I know CJ's been struggling, but to come up clutch with two outs, next man up, get a base knock. That shows a lot of heart. I know CJ's struggling right now, but he's gonna be one. He's gonna be a good one. So keep your head up, man. You're gonna be up in no time. And then what does Bob Melvin do? Probably the moment of the season so far. Two outs, ninth inning. Bob Melvin puts in Jorge Alfaro to pinch hit. It's so incredible what he said that after the game. What does he do against his former team, the team that traded? him away first pitch from Solcer Alfaro unleashes high drive deep left center field how far will Alfaro send this one gone three run home run walk off home run for Jorge Alfaro Padres win it three to two one swing ends it walk off three run shots past the bullpen Padres win 3-2 and win the series and avoid a split with the Marlins Alfaro one swing clutch Mother's Day walk off that was a beautiful thing and then what do we have the next day the Chicago comes the Chicago Cubs come into town special day for Padres fans Tony Gwynn birthday celebration commemoration of life it was a beautiful thing the Padres gave out those vintage 1984 Padres jerseys, jerseys, cotton. I don't know. I don't know what they are, but all I know is I I got an XL and that shit fit me perfectly. I'm going to be rocking that shirt everywhere. The gym, going out, Padres games. I love that shirt. Thank you. Padres promotional staff. That's a beautiful shirt. Beautiful Tony Gwynn jersey. But besides that, you had Tony Gwynn's widow, Alicia Gwynn, throwing out the first pitch. You had Tony Gwynn's daughter singing the national anthem. It was a beautiful thing. We had Mackenzie Gore going for the Padres. Gore did have good stuff, but he made several. He made some mistakes on several pitches where he got hurt, where they scored, where they got a base knock. And the Cubs, they had Kyle Hendrick. He was changing speeds on us to death. And like I said, this was probably the first time that that Gore looked like a rookie, but he still battled up there. Went six innings, gave up three runs. Like, hey, you're going to have those type of outings. Just learn from it, see where you messed up on, and just improve. But fucking love Gore. That guy's going to be special. And the Padres in the Blues in the, the first game six to zero on Tony Gwynn's birthday that was embarrassing like I was at the game I was bummed but hey you're gonna have those games and then that 
Tuesday game, you had Sunshine Clevenger going for the Padres. Wilson Contreras has been a menace. Man, he gets on base, and then you have Haas coming in. Clutch hit, two-out hit again. And then you had Will Myers leg out an infield hit, which produces a run. Padres up early. Voigt gets intentionally walked. And then Kim walks with the bases loaded. Padres up 2-0. And then Sunshine gives up a home run at the wall. Hits Ahsoka's glove. Goes over the fence. Tie game 2-2. Hey, but the Padres battled that game. Showed way more than the, the Monday dud. And then 3-2. Nola bat throws. They're trying to steal third. Ball gets by Manny. Run scores. And then you have a heads up play by Manny. Getting Contreras out at second base. And then Nola lead off double in the six. But he comes off the bag for a split second. As he's doing his pop-up slide. He's switching legs. He gets tagged and he's out. That one made me mad. Then you had Jay Cronenworth double. Manny base it down the line. And then you have Hosmer, another hit up the middle, clutch hit, Padres up 5-3, Garcia comes in in the 8th, gets out of it. Then you have Rodgers coming in for the save, Seiya Suzuki single to open up the inning. No, Seiya Suzuki two hits, then Rodgers hits Wilson Contreras, and then a base hit and it is 5-4 in the ninth inning. And then Rodgers hits Wisdom, bases loaded, and then Schwindel! at the wall and Profar catches it and Padres win oh my god <sighs> that, one, that one was such an intense game and then you have the last game of the series that Wednesday day game you have Nick Martinez going for the Padres and Wilson Contreras continues to be a menace I want the Padres to trade trade Campusano trade him to the Cubs get Wilson Contreras get him over here I don't care if you had three catchers Contreras Nola Alfaro that allows Alfaro to be a DH because you have a back of catch the Wednesday game uh you had the Cubs rolled out a bullpen day pro far triple first inning and then once again Haas clutch hit brings in a run the Padres could have easily added more the Wednesday game that was a Luke Voigt game coming back from injury gets a home run does the stone cold splashes trug and then Wilson Contreras steals set gets the second avoids a tag that extends the inning then he comes around to score the Cubs just keep adding on 5-2 in the fourth inning how did the Padres respond in the sixth inning interference catcher interference with bases loaded Cronenworth run comes in to score 5-3 then the Cubs get out of it 5-3 Will Myers makes one of the top plays of the season robbing a home run Jason Hayward at the right field wall and then what do you have Papa Haas oppo shot cuts the deficit to 1-5-4 Luke Voigt Second bomb of the game. Two home runs, Luke Voigt, and that tied the game at five. I honestly thought that we were going to win the game. And then what? In the eighth inning, the bullpen once again blows it. Six, five, seven, five. Ninth inning, base hit Hosmer. Will Myers hits it to the deepest part of the field. Anywhere else, it would have been gone. Voigt misses it. And Padres lose the third game. Lose the series. Lose the home series. Man, we should have won that series. And then they go to Atlanta for the three-game weekend series. They had an off day Thursday. So Wednesday after the day game, the Padres lose. They fly out to Atlanta, get a much-deserved off day. But other important news that we found out, like I, I made a joke of it because that's what was reported when they said that Bob Melvin was having gastrointestinal issues. Hey, I just thought, hey, he has diarrhea or choro, but we found out it was much more severe than that. We found out that he was going to have prostate surgery to check if for possible cancer. And good news, gracias a Dios, we found out everything was good. No cancer. Bob Melvin's going to make a quick recovery. He's going to 
beat back out Primeramente Dios by the San Francisco series. But you had Christensen subbing in. Padres win the series against the Braves. Crazy series. Very competitive series between the Padres and the Braves. A lot of back and forth. Playoff type atmosphere. The first game was a pitcher's duel. The game was on Apple TV. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Apple TV, their, their 4K and their camera angles, hey, it was top notch. You had Darvish going for the Padres. Darvish pitched good. Will, home run to center off of Freed, which made it 4-2. And then in the sixth inning, we have probably one of the most controversial plays in Padre Raza memes history. We had a fly ball right field. The shift is in place. You have Cronenworth second baseman shaded over up the middle. You have Myers playing pretty deep and you have Hosmer playing his regular position. There's a fly ball hit shallow right field, which is really shallow. Technically, it's deep first base and ball off the bat that would if they were playing normal defense that ball would have been Cronenworth's all the way but what you had ending up happening was you have Myers in a full-on sprint forward you have Hosmer no idea what's going on knows the ball is in the air but makes no attempt to catch the ball and people gave me shit like yes Myers is coming in the ball's in front of him the ball he knows where the play is yes he called off Hosmer but where that ball landed that's Hosmer's ball all the way a first baseman can call off an outfielder you know like when that ball dropped it literally would it rolled up to the infield because that's how shallow it was i still believe that that it would have been an easier play for hosmer what you can turn around backpedal i don't care take five steps back at the most get you still have time to get underneath the ball yeah myers was the one that made the error Myers was the one that dropped the ball but it should have it never never should have gotten to that point hosmer could have easily caught that ball and then the padres take out darvish in the six and what happens same thing over and over the padres bullpen comes in and blows it if you look at all of our losses a large chunk of those losses have been on the bullpen blowing leads so suarez comes in three two count dansby swanson unleashed three run home run takes darvish out of the equation he was responsible for those runners on base so darvish uh tough luck the mlb account does a post on their instagram swanson come come back three run shot okay where's kim's post because what happens next next inning top of the seven same thing hasam kim clutch three run home run Puts the Padres up 7-6. Where's his post? East Coast bias is getting out of hand. It's ridiculous. Give credit where credit is due. Big hit. Probably the biggest hit of the season for Kim. Everyone was so happy for him. Top of the ninth. Myers sack fly. Scores a run. Grisham bases clearing triple. Clears the bases. Padres up 11-6. Rodgers comes in. Close the door. Padres win. Win the first game of the series. And then that Saturday. And then the Saturday was another brutal loss. Bullpen comes in and ruins it. Manea pitched great. They were winning 5-2. Bullpen blows the lead. So it was that was devastating for the second game. But confidence for the team. Knowing that you can win without Manny, without Tatis. Things are looking up for the San Diego Padres. And what a time to be a Padres fan. Like, it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a, a good-ass ride because we got a good team. Looking ahead, the Padres continue their road, their three-city road trip. Uh, having won the series, two out of three in Atlanta. They're going to Philadelphia next to visit Bryce Harper in the Phillies. Bryce Harper's been tearing it up right now. That, sh that should be a good challenge to see a formidable East Coast team. Pretty good offense. I expect the Padres to win the series, win two out of three, find a way. Off day Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. The Thursday game's a morning game. And 
and then check this out after the 10 o'clock start time our time so it's like like a one o'clock eastern time start they fly cross country to San Francisco for a weekend series. So a day, a day game in Philadelphia Thursday, catch a flight cross country and then a night game Friday in San Francisco. That's going to be rough. They got a weekend series in San Francisco. We need to win the series in San Francisco. Division rival. They're up there. They're behind us in the standings. So we need to find a way to grind out two out of three. Come home to Milwaukee. Early week series against Milwaukee. I'm going to, uh, that Tuesday, the 24th, to get that Manny Machado popping a bubble bobblehead. Low-key, my goal this season is to collect all the bobbleheads. The Manny Mandalorian Star Wars one, yes. The Hello Kitty one yes the thieves with the dogs yes so i expect another good checkpoint for us after that milwaukee series wednesday day game there's an off day thursday i'll record on that on that thursday and then we getting ready for that weekend pittsburgh series i plan on being there friday friday for sure the season's in full swing every day it's a grind early summer may we got to play good ball during may we got that these coming back they're saying late june he's probably going to be back by the time the uniform unveiling july 8th that's the magic number all right let's let's go into the shout out in the questions portion of the segment first question by Jax q what do you think about having martinez as a reliever well as things currently stand we're going to be getting snell back soon and we currently still have a six-man rotation in place you have dark Darvish, Manea, Musgrove, Martinez, Gore, Clevenger. So I see Martinez, he's good. He's good. He, If Nick Martinez is your fifth starter, you're winning. You're doing something good. You have a good-ass rotation. I can see Martinez being the role that Nabil Chrismat has. Is uh, The long man, the, the long man, the guy is going to come in when things don't go right. Like, let's say some, a pitcher gets hurt. Like, who do you want? What do you want? Come in. Because the playoffs are a different animal, different mindset. You're going to have in the playoffs, you're going to have guys that go two three innings at the most like your starter you need guys to eat up innings and having too many starters that's a good problem to have something that a lot of teams would would die to have with snell coming back i think they're gonna go go easy on him so i can see piggybacking i know they're gonna try to limit the innings on gore so i can see clevenger clevenger gore piggybacking and nick martinez snell piggybacking go lefty righty righty lefty so i don't have a problem with nick martinez going pitching out of the pen because he's still gonna eat up innings Next, uh, ooh, we got a few by Craft Cartel Co. So, question by Craft Cartel Co. What type of season will, will El Nino have once he comes back? <sighs> El Nino, yo lo veo como un potro así, una, un caballo que está amarrado, you know? Like Goku in that healing chamber with Krillin dead already. He's gonna come out guns blazing. I expect the first game that these comes back to go five for six for th three grand slams. That's how good I expect him. We all know that these first game back from injury since 2020, 2021, he has career games. Five hits, three home runs. Like, watch out for the first game. Hey, buy tickets to the game, his first game back if it's at home even better. Being out for so long, I, I think Manny's on a far superior pace putting up the numbers for MVP season. But I do expect this team to be a lot deeper. This team would be a completely different team with the Thieves, way more offense. Plug him into that lineup watch out next question will they rob a ministro from his gold glove and mvp this 22 yes or no hashtag fuck espn plus la yeah we all know that riders other teams fans that boo him every time he goes to a, another visiting stadium they hate him okay so what we love him he's our guy numbers don't lie if manny puts up the numbers he, sh he should win you know you know his main competition is going to be nolan arenado third baseman for the cardinals also putting up mvp type of numbers so it's going to be an interesting chase to see 
see who can do it on both sides of the ball with the bat manny arenado i think manny has a smoother glove to be honest arenado so automatic at third but i will still i put my money on machado i put my money on money machado j mercado 06 manny mvp three question marks absolutely fucking yeah this is manny's year 29 years old doesn't turn 30 till july 6 i believe he's putting up career numbers this is manny's team this is manny's season he's putting video game type numbers right now watch out world <clears throat> manny machado has arrived your butt stinks martinez to the pen six-man rotation i honestly think it'll be a five-man there's some guys you know they're gonna be starters so like i said before like you have snell clev martinez and gord those four guys they should split up the load because manea's manea and musgrove are on contract years you they're trying to get that money you have darvish who's a established veteran who's getting paid to pitch like a like an ace so you know he's gonna go out there and compete and put up the numbers we just hope that he can stay consistent be there at the end of the season when we need him you can think of it as a seven-man rotation you can think of it as a five-man with a piggy limitations and piggyback so that's what i think are luis garcia and robert swat is clones yeah like anyone everyone but rogers in that bullpen sucks ass wilson stamen garcia suarez lamet all of them there's not one that i i feel comfortable putting in the game you know tim hill him too i don't like him some bullpen pieces that we need to add like i don't know there's so many relievers out there just give me someone that that can throw strikes and get outs i don't really care who it is edwincito805 thoughts on cano <sighs> I just know he's a guy that wanting to get out of the toxicity of New York City. There's going to be no pressure on him. He's going to be, the Padres aren't paying him anything. He's just trying to go out there and compete, play baseball, you know. He's a baseball player, and he's from the same hometown as Tatis. I expect Cano to be a left. I don't expect him to start. I expect him to be a left-handed uh, bat off the bench. I'd rather have him in the ninth inning than Matt Beatty, like I said. So, hey, he's a good cl clubhouse guy. People respect him. He's been there. He's done that. He's won a championship. If it wasn't for the steroids, he'd be on the path to the Hall of Fame right now. So, free to feels. Nike City Connect color screen predictions. Ooh, this is a good question. <sighs> We just got the brown and gold. I'd be okay with the yellow jersey and maybe some brown accent or whatever. I want it to be brown or gold. But if you're coming out with these turquoise hot pink, nah, fuck that. That shit's Miami. No. We're trying to build an identity. We're trying to have people take us seriously. You're going to come up with that? Maybe that shit might fight for Machado and Hosmer because they're Miami guys. And maybe Tatis because he likes bright colors and shit. But nah, not for the culture of San Diego Padres. I'd be happy with the navy blue and orange throwback honoring the 98 something along those lines any colors that the parties have used in the past yellow orange gold any any of those i'd be happy if they still kept brown as a primary color and something like gold because brown and gold that's 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 who we want to be that's what we want to be known as and if you're already introducing new colors when we're still trying to establish that no 21 chris 00 said do you fuck with hosmer f fw i'm assuming that's do you fuck with hosmer right now yeah I am because I'm not going to fill out that Eric Hosmer apology form yet because he's been here since 2018, 18, 19, 20, 21, four seasons of shit playing, of garbage defense, four terrible years of grounding grounding into double plays if hosmer makes the all-star team this year i'll fill out the eric hosmer apology form but as of right now not yet cesar 14 says shout out to me cesar rodarte from vista okay <laughs> el santi says shout out to oatmeal from north county hashtag pod pups 
yeah, you guys really seem to like those uh, dog pics. Like, hey, send in your dog pics. And anytime I see a cute Padres dog, I'll, ta I'll tag it or share it. I love Padres pups. 21Chris00 says, just Christian V. Okay, shout out Christian V. Next, Craft Cartel Co. He had a shout out. Shout out to all the free pay-per-view pay fights we see at Petco Park during all division games. A huevo. Yeah, hey, Any fights at Petco Park? Any fights involving Padres fans? Send them to me, Rasa. I'll upload them. A lot of people don't like that sh to see that shit, but hey, we, we don't hide anything. I don't condone violence, but hey, if there's a fight, I don't want to say I'm a chismoso, but hey, I want to see that shit, you know? That entertains me, so hey, send in your fight videos. Hey, we should start a Padre Rasa fight club, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just kidding. Chubb71, your boy is getting married this week and go Padres yeah congrats that about wraps everything up Rasa you know what the Padres are on a good run right now we're doing good the team chemistry is good Manny's MVP pace our pitching is carrying us our bullpen sucks and best thing of all we're tied for first place and Tatis is not even back yet this shit's only gonna get better Rasa we gotta stay united we're gonna hit those dog days of summer it's gonna be a long grind. We can't give up. If we wanna if we want a championship, we have to work for it. We have to fight hard. Here in San Diego, we're not quitters. Yeah, we might have sucked for so long, but we're not quitters. And this team, I'll die for my team. I'll die for my city to see a championship in this city. See you next time, Rasa. Peace out. Fuck the Dodgers, 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 fuck the Dodgers